Hi, welcome to Schizophrenic Music. This is Kevin, and I am here tonight with the Moonlight Mile Music Club. I got Tom, Craig, Don, Juan, and Sean. So tonight we're having a really nice discussion planned for you. Well, we're going to do a little top five. So come up with a schizophrenic top five. We got a great topic. Craig is going to moderate mm-hmm. on this and try something new and see what y'all think. All right. So the topic this week is top five debut albums. Top five debut albums. And so I'm going to read off all of your lists. Once again, I'm not participating. I've got mine, but I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to moderate. Participant one, the top five is the following from one to five. Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes. Portishead, Dummy. Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. The Doors, the doors and Billie Eilish. When we fall asleep, where do we go? Participant two, King Crimson in the court of the Crimson King. Wu Tang Clan entered the Wu Tang Clan. Jimi Hendrix Experience, are you experienced? Talking Heads, Talking Heads 77. Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes. Participant three, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Van Halen, Van Halen 1, Beastie Boys, License to Ill, Pearl Jam 10, and Black Crows, Shake Your Moneymaker. Participant 4, The Birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, The Band, Music from Big Pink, B-52s, B-52s, Pink Floyd, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, The Ramones, The Ramones. Participant 5, R.E.M. Murmur. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, Van Halen, Van Halen 1, Big Star, number one record, and Jimi Hendrix Experience, Are You Experienced? And our final participant, number six, The Cars, The Cars, R.E.M., Murmur, Nora Jones, Come Away With Me, U2 Boy, and Pearl Jam 10. Hmm. You're not going to throw yours in there? You're not going to give us, I mean... You know, well, you're, you're going to know now because I have. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll reveal mine at the end. I think I think mine's probably predictable too, pretty predictable. I, I, you, you won't be in the guess, I guess, but we know it's here. But you know, you need to be in the, even though you're moderating, you need to be in the uh, part of the, your five should be included, right? So I, I literally did mine five minutes before we started, just off the cuff. So I didn't really put a whole deal of thought into it, but I still feel pretty good about it. And I, I honestly think it's pretty predictable too. So if you want to know mine, I can tell you now or I can tell you later. Just shoot it out. We know it's All yours. Right. But then we'll guess everybody else's. All right. From one to five. Number one, Magic Sam, West Side Soul. Yeah. Big Star, number one record. Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin one. Elvis Costello, My Aim is True. And R.E.M. Murmur. All right. So, so mine, mine do not count, though. Mine are, mine are not part of the list. I can't, not not I, even I, the discussion? Well, we, can, we, can, the we can put them in the discussion. Here's the thing. Whoever moderates this, the way to do it. Now, I have a nifty little pivot table. I put everything in Excel. I've got it sorted out because wow. I, I wanted to see how many duplicates we had. Because to me, if you've got a list of all just single albums and all of a sudden two albums get two or three entries, then they are automatically in that top five. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do we agree that that's 
a fairly fair I sort of agree, even though it's probably wrong. Well, you only disagree because you think they might not so, be so, your picks. In that scenario, two wrongs could make a right. Yeah. Right. Are we going popular vote or the electoral vote here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, politics are not allowed in this podcast. Oh, 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 it's, a, it's a fair question, though. <laughs> it's a very oh, fair question. Oh. Um, so, guessing. I mean, I, I we can. I think we all have our ideas. You throw out a guess. Who's who's who? I mean, you know, like certain ones. There's certain ones that give it away, right? So, right. Same. Mark like Sean, one. Sean's the other one with number one record, right? That's just, I mean, that's, that's yes. yep. dead giveaway. Okay. Yep. All right. I can continue, but someone else could speak up, not just me. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, Kevin, yours is the one with Pearl Jam 10 in it and Black Rose. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then the other Pearl Jam 10 was, was Tom. Yep. yep. Tom with Nora Jones, right? Yep. yep. And then Rage Against the Machine yeah. was one. With Portishead and Wu Tang was Juan. Juan's got the Wu Tang in there. Yeah, Wu Tang and King Crimson. Mm -hmm. Very happy to hear Portishead's name mentioned, though. Very yeah, happy. I'm guessing that's Don. Yep. I thought I thought that was a fantastic pick myself too. Mm -hmm. That was another one that was a, I was tempted, and it was his only album too. Was Jeff Buckley's Great. So. Yep. Ooh, no, yeah. And See, I had a couple didn't make the list, and they came up on other lists anyway. Yeah, yeah it's the ones who are like, okay, I can't keep them all. So our duplicates. Yeah. So if we're going, if we're going duplicates, right? right. We got the so violent. Our, our duplicates. Our duplicates are as follows: Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction gets two votes. Pearl Jam ten mm -hmm. gets two votes. REM Murmur, Murmur two. Van Halen one gets two, and then Violent Femmes gets two. That was the biggest surprise to me. I think it's awesome. I think that's a, a, a great call, by the way. So theoretically, if you're going just by number of entries, though, that would be, in no particular order, your top five. I think, I think real quick, if I could perch in, I think it'd be interesting if we tried and ranked those albums. Uh, if that was our list, if we, if we collectively tried to rank them, and then after we get that out of the way start tearing at each other's necks for why our picks should be uh -huh. the sole records in the top five. Okay. So I think that's a fair assessment because to me, it, this would have been easier and would have been more fun had you had two or three albums that had multiple duplicates and then the rest of it was just a free for all. Right. The, the fact that you had five kind of, <laughs> I wanted two or three. That's all. <laughs> I just, I just, I really just wanted one. <laughs> just give me a starting because point. Like, I don't think, like, not, I mean, it's a, I think it's a great list, right. but Mark's list is not representative because Mark doesn't have any duplicates, right? Right. But if you look at, if you look at other people's opinion, but this is, this is schizophrenic music, Moonlight Mile Music Club opinion, but he, he's not, he's not in there. His, none of his got a duplicate because nobody else picked it. But like, right. if you look at like, I don't know. Music well, no, from Ink. Damn, that should probably be on it. But and that's my opinion. But but it's not a duplicate, so no one else said it. So I guess it's fair. That right. It's and not. if you read and that and this is precisely why. So when you pick a top five, each of you, and you can go. We'll go around the table. We'll start with Tom and go around to. We'll go Tom, Don, Sean, Kevin, and and Juan. 
what was your main factor in selecting the album? Was it a personal? Because I know from I can speak for Mark. Mark said this is not the five albums I think are the five best debuts. These are my five favorite debut albums. So did you take that approach or did you take more of a personal approach of what it means to you? Tom? Kind of of both. I think I, I looked at it from a standpoint of, from a debut, meaning that this was a start of a brilliant career after it and not necessarily, um, you know, maybe that, that was their only album that happened to be good. But um, like, I loved REM. I thought that was just, uh, that came clear to me. And that, that kind of like was a game changer, I think. When I, when I heard that album, um, can't remember what my other, my order was. Let's see here. So your order was, um, oh, the car. I had the cars. Yep. That's number one. Yep. So cars. That's, that's a great pick. Loved. And I didn't realize going through the cars, every one of those tracks was a hit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not as, that's a probably a difficult thing to say on a lot of these um, debut albums. And they, a lot of them may have, you know, a good number of hits, but to have every single song on it be recognizable. And, you know, you could probably play it to most people even if they never owned the album, they would probably know those songs because it because it, it had so much radio play. Right. So I just I think that album um, was brilliant. And R.E.M. Murmur and Nora Jones, I thought her that was extraordinary when when she came out with that. If she was different and fresh and and definitely, um, I don't know, just made left a huge mark. You um, two boy, mm-hmm. I don't think anything was quite like that when they came out. Um, those songs still hold up and I hadn't listened to YouTube boy in quite a while, but, um, that's definitely them. You know, they just got better. And of course, Pearl Jam 10. I remember in, in, uh, college when somebody was blaring that at a party. And I remember it was like, I had to go find out immediately who that was. And I, that's not often that I would do that. So those are, those are albums that meant something to me that what, when I, when this task came up, this is what my mind went to. Very cool. Van Halen, I think would have been one to be on there. Cause that's one I feel strongly about. And Boston too, was hard not to. That one was on my, on my list. Yeah. Not to have on here. It was difficult. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Don, what about you? Well, this is an awesome exercise first off to really have to weigh it out you know, and, and, and spend that time sorting through so much. It would have been a lot easier if you had just picked a decade. Yeah. <laughs> it was yep. such a broad scale. Um, and I felt compelled to try to like bring it all in too. Um, but, you know, I picked the Violent Femmes because it was one of those bands that just came out of nowhere. And the first time I heard it, I was, I couldn't understand why I had never heard anything like that before and never heard anything like that since. And that record's good from the very beginning to the very end. It's a full set every time. Never gets old. And, you know, you don't skip it. You don't really pick a track on a record like that. Right. Um, you know, they, that's this, that stand-up bass sound just still to this day is just so sloppy and jangly and just amazing. Um, you know, and then I'd say Portishead Dummy, like, was one of those paradigm-shifting albums for me. 
It was yeah. the only record I ever heard the song on the radio and I immediately found a CD store and bought it then. Like I had never heard Beth Gibbons before. And yeah. I heard that and it just like stopped me in my tracks. And what is that? I've mm-hmm. never heard anything like that. I was just completely obsessed with it. I found a CD shop. I was driving, you know, up to Athens going to school. So that had to be on the list. Yep. Nothing's ever stopped me in my tracks quite like that. Um, Rage Against the Machine, you know, I'm I'm going to come in heavy on why that's not on the final five. So when it's time to get our gloves out later, like that, that just broke the walls down on so many fronts. Right. You know, um, and I, I know I've talked about Tom Morello before, but I, I should probably have a giant poster of him on my wall. Uh, <laughs> and he's just a childhood hero. Right. Um, you know, and I, I, I had to, I had to go back and, and of course I went around for the debut of the doors, but when I was really starting to break out of the, the traditional molds of music, the doors were a good gateway band and that, that album is a good full sit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just um, Jim Morrison. It's what he does. And it was something that was so unique and, uh, and it was a short amount of time that they made music. Uh, and then, you know, I had to come up something modern and Billie Eilish's new album when it hit, uh, you know, the mix on that was so good. It was something close to what Lord did too. Just real perfect mix, high quality, well orchestrated, lots of room. It's not cluttered. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, she's got her, her title track, um, gosh, uh, you know, which is, it gets a little hokey pretty quick, but, um, that song Bury a Friend is just an incredible, incredible song. Right. Super, super dark and, and, and awesome. So I had a great time putting my list together. Yeah, it's a good list. Um, is there, you know, but they're really based on like what they did for me, not whether you know anyone else would have thought they were their top five, you know, the top five of all time or most grossing or you know, for me though, influential director. I think that's gonna be a recurring theme for everybody that it yeah. is very personal. Um yeah. And and my list that even I spit together pretty quick was very personal too. And I will say when we were doing album reviews, I kept pushing things back. And the reason why is when I did Magic Sam, we brought in a style of music that we hadn't covered before. We traditional Chicago blues. And so yeah. I my next selection as of a month ago was Portishead Dummy because we had never done an electronic record or especially a trip hop record. And this was the trip hop record. So I, I love that album. I just, every time I listen to it, no, nothing creates a mood. That is a nighttime record from the get go. It is just, it, to me, it's a masterpiece. So I would actually throw out, throw out the gauntlet on that one when it came down to yeah. brass tax, man, that's, that's a brilliant album. So that could shift in mind pretty quickly. So Sean, you know what I realized by going through this, and I, and I didn't spend a lot of time on this. I was I kind of went with my instincts on it. What I realized is most of my favorite albums aren't debut albums. I, I started going back through my list of my favorite. I, yeah, I compiled over the summer. I made it to like 120, 130 of my favorite albums of all time. And actually, most of my albums are the second or third or even deeper into a catalog, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, so in the end, you know, I, I had about 10 or 11 on my list total. Um, REM at number one was an absolute slam dunk, no brainer for me growing up in Georgia, growing up, you know, around Athens, going to UGA, 
and it's just that to me is a a flawless album the only thing that i had a controversy on that was i said to craig the other day i said I, could we count an ep because chronic town is i've always said that's the perfect side of an album it's only a half of an album but it doesn't get much better than chronic town mm-hmm. but in the end i went with murmur at number one um number two for me uh you know having I mean, how can you go wrong? Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction changed everything for me, even though I was already a hard rock fan, heavy metal fan, really, you know, Appetite. It was just so blistering. It was so raw. I'd never heard anything like it because it felt like I wasn't in the punk at the time, and it felt like a punk rock, hard rock album. It was my first introduction into something other than, you know, Maiden, Scorpions, that still had that very raw feel to it and i just loved that and still do and then van halen for me was a no-brainer and i've always said i can't imagine you know what it must have been like in 19 whatever 78 whatever hearing that album it doesn't even seem like it's of the time it seems like it could have been recorded you know five years ago and it stands the test of time um big star for me number one record you know and, and craig of course that was on your list too Three months ago, probably wouldn't have been on my list. Most, almost definitely wouldn't have been on my list. But when we did that podcast um, for, you know, number one fan club, when we did Big Star Review, when I went back and listened to that album, I was like, wow, I forgot how good it was. Because we kind of deep dive into that album. And that is an unbelievable debut album. And yep. so it made it onto my list. And then number five for me, if I'm being totally honest, I, it could have been a number of bands. The Led Zeppelin one was real. That was back and forth. My Aim is True was right there uh, with that. But in the end, whether or not it's in my top five, like, listen to, because I haven't listened to Are You Experienced in a, in a while, but as a tiebreaker of all the albums, that's the one to me. If I'm, if I'm doing a tiebreaker at that point, that's the one that was so influential that if I had to pick one out of four or five of them, I'm going with Are You Experienced, which can't go wrong there. Very nice. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, the same thing. I went by ones that meant something to me because there are certain albums, and people even mentioned certain ones in on their list that if I would have gone like what should be on there, <laughs> depending, more not what Kevin thinks should be on there, but like I would have put Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, Probably put Black Sabbath, music for Big Pink, and something else. Was you know, definitely whatever. expecting Black Sabbath from you. Yep. Right. I would have put all those on there. But when I'm looking at, I love that Black first Black Sabbath album. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, that's it. Probably should be on the list. Or I mean, but you know, the ones that were like more important to me, ones I remember, are like the ones that are on there. Obviously, number one, I think that appetite for destruction just absolutely kicked ass when that came out that changed things i mean i was always a metal guy but then that was like wow you heard that and it was like this is incredible uh van halen that was one that just you know same thing that was right that was right when i you know was learning about music whatever and that we talked about eddie a couple weeks back or whatever just changed rock music hard rock guitar things like that surprised no one else mentioned i mean the beastie boys album see that i mean they had like little eps and stuff but that license to ill was so freaking good in 1987 or whatever i mean that you could not that album was everywhere like every single song you listen to it on bus trips when you're going to the 
when your, your athletic team are going to swim meets, everybody's playing License to Ill. I mean, everybody loved that album. Mm. White, black, whatever. Every, I mean, Beastie Boys album absolutely kicked ass. Agreed. And uh, well, uh, Pearl Jam, I mean, that was in college. That was like when that broke, that was just like, Again, it was like, what in the hell is this? And that was just so cool. And like, you just, that was one that was on constant rotation in whatever, 91 or whatever it was, you know? And then the one that was kind of like, like my dark horse or whatever was, uh, I mean, I could have put a whole bunch of stuff on there, but I think that Shake Your Moneymaker was just in that Black Crows album, just excellent. I love the Black Crows and great way to debut. Other ones I could have picked, you know, like I think the Jeff Buckley album, people mentioned that, but it's like almost like, I needed like my pick to like have a longer, like Tom said, it was like the ones that were like the beginning of a beautiful career, which was, but their the career was so right. sadly so short that it was like, it's almost like the album, the debut is the, I know this other stuff, but it's almost like the only album, you know? So it's kind of like, it I didn't throw it on the list, but that's my, my thing. Cool. I feel mine was predictable when he looked at me like, like GNR, Van Halen, and you know, it felt kind of yeah. three. Three of yours made the top five, man. So you're good. <laughs> All right, Juan. Yeah. Um, same thing uh, with uh, Jeff Buckley because that was definitely. I mean, you know, I definitely had a, a list that I had to whittle down from. I think it was like twelve in all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jeff Buckley, I thought about, it, but then I thought. I'd want to have, you know, albums from artists that didn't just make one record, because I feel like you could do that with certain bands where they only have one or two uh, records where their debut is, uh, you know, the better of the two or however, you know, just small number. So I wanted to pick uh, albums from artists that had, you know, a, a bit more of a sizable discography um, in Jimi Hendrix's case, more so just his legacy, just yep. because even though he had those three albums, the impact that they made were so huge. Um, it was, uh, you know, definitely the personal factor was in there when picking it. But I feel like also uh, a thing that each of these records have um, for me as to why I put them in this list was that they all sound very fresh. None of uh, the records I chose, I feel quite sound like anything going on at the time and were really influential. Yep. Um, going from, uh, well, I guess with King Crimson starting out there, um, I mean, they basically um, paved the way for progressive rock. And I think that that was just um, a no-brainer. I think that record is just... Uh, that record and, and Wu-Tang Clan's 36 Chambers, uh, those two particularly, I think, are absolutely flawless. Um, the only re- other record that I would say um, has that quality that almost made it into li- the list was um, Weezer's debut, the Blue Album. So really close to putting it in there. Really close, but I thought... Um, with Weezer, the rest of their discography kind of dragged them down. So ultimately, that's why they didn't end up on the list. But I um, see that. And uh, same thing with a uh, Wu Tang Clan. Like I'm not. Um, I have such an admiration for like East Coast hip hop and just that really gritty, 
boom bap sound. And that's because uh, the reason I, reasons I picked that were very personal, just because that record, um, like freshman year of high school, I think I would be listening to it every single morning at like 5, 6 a.m. Uh, so really um, interesting choice, but I think that that is uh, just something that I love how much meaning, you know, such a um, unexpected choice for uh, a favorite album made it on there. Um, and then uh, Jimi Hendrix's Are You Experienced? You know, it's it's 60s psychedelic rock, but it, it's either the songs that are on there, they're either huge hits or they're just, you know, pushing the sonic boundaries of what a power trio could really do. Absolutely. Um, so I think that that record, especially with the title track, which is the, the way that that record closes out, mm-hmm. um, just phenomenal. Violent Femmes, uh, too. That one was an I- interesting one for me that came to mind because I'm not um, a huge Violent Femmes fan. You know, most of the time I'm not even thinking about the fact that uh, they're a band. But I remember, uh, I, I think it was... Uh, the first time and most recent time that I rediscovered that record, I was just listening to it thinking, you know, not only is this sounding somehow super ahead of its time, like it could have been a record from the early part of the, uh, of last decade or anything, or like from the two thousands, but every song on here just from coming back to it and rediscovering it, it sounded so familiar, super fresh and you know i kind of thought um they've got their other albums in their discography too sure but the only reason i you know think about them as much as i do is just because of this record um so i thought that that one was uh you know just uh huge with the impact that it had um and everything it's just a phenomenal record and of course talking heads debut i think that uh you know for coming out of the punk scene you know they weren't anywhere near the punk aesthetic yet somehow they they managed to really make it with that record and then only go on to arguably get better with each record that they put out since then up until uh uh, you know, a few, quite a few records uh, deeper in there. But I think that that debut is just phenomenal. You know, yeah. if, you, if you listen to the first song off of the album and you like it, then you'll just instantly love the rest of the record. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of my uh, brief, not brief, uh, <laughs> a little synopsis on uh, what went into all my records. Well, I love it. Uh, I will. I'm not going to go in depth with my list, but because I threw it out there, I'll give you a reason why. And I think that's a tie into Elvis Costello's "My Aim Is True." It's not a punk record, but somehow he fit in the punk scene, um, and that's huge because a lot of that was very, very palatable. Very, he sounded more like a pub rock band more than anything else. But somehow the punk rockers liked him because his added his attitude was as punk as it got. And then my other choices, of course, West Side Soul to me was just a monumental album that nobody heard. And I could easily be outside of my list. Um, I, I threw it in there because of the significance of it and what it did for 
the the scene uh, unknowingly to so many people. Big Star number one record is just doesn't get near enough recognition. But if you talk to a lot of the bands that you uh, that are near and dear to your heart, they will tell you that they were influenced by this record and their catalog. And what can you say? I mean, Zeppelin one and um, REM Murmur. For me, I think a debut, the mark of a really good debut is, and for me, it was personal. But the mark of a really good debut is if you put that and with the rest of their catalog and it stands with the rest of their catalog and it's their debut album, then it's a great debut, especially for an album like a band like Led Zeppelin that's got, what, eight, nine albums. When you've got that many albums and you go back and listen to the first one and it still has the same impact as every other record, then you know you've got a a great debut. So, um, all right, fine. So we've kind of gone through, we've kind of pitched everything really quick. When it comes down to it, we have five duplicates. So you've got Guns N' Roses, Pearl Jam, R.E.M., Van Halen, and Violent Femmes. Of the five, which do we do we go with impact as far as ranking these? We know they're all personal at this point. So which one do we think maybe had the most impact out of those five? I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I'm ready to argue and I don't want to, uh-huh. but go ahead. Cause I feel that people are going to say one album that I don't think should be there, <laughs> but, that's, but that's me impact. Right. Van Halen. I mean, if you're going with, I, I was almost easier to go from the bottom up as much as I don't think the femmes should be the last on the list. The femmes didn't have as much impact as the rest of the albums on that list. Right. But that album kicks absolute mm-hmm. ass. It should be higher. It shouldn't be number five, but just the fact that it's number five is excellent. So right. it's almost put that one there. I agree. I think that violent films, I don't know if it had near the impact of the other four. So I would put it at five. If it's me, I'm going to put REM murmur at four. Because I don't think it had the impact of Van Halen, Guns yeah. N' Roses, and Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Okay. So if we put REM at four, we're down to Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, and Pearl Jam. DNR, Van Halen, Pearl Jam, Murmur. Right. That's mine. I, I, I think I'm good with that. I might flip and go Van Halen, then GNR. That's tough. That's a tough way to go. It's, so... After hearing everybody's list and people talk about what was, was on their list, is there anything that would make you want to change your pick? I, there's so many that could go in there. Like it's and, and, and there's so many I think are deserving, but I'm gonna I, I'm gonna keep it, even though I know whatever. Like I could I could throw. Are you experienced at number five and kick the black crows out? Then we'd have another duplicate, and then 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 we're then we're then we're talking about what where. Sure. They, go but you know or throwing led zeppelin in there that's yours but then you know so i don't know i'm cool keeping it only one person had i didn't think about though too which is cool only one place yeah i thought hendrix had two actually let's see Jimi hendrix actually it does hold on Uh oh Violent films are out, dude. They're out of the top five. Oh, no. No, I can't abide. You cannot. What happened to my list here? Hold on. By this. Uh-oh. Refresh, did you refresh your pivot? I did. And it's still... Hold on. I would, uh, I would probably switch out... Uh, what was it? I'd probably switch out Talking Heads for Led Zeppelin. Now that, uh, now that I'm remembering what a record... 
Zeppelin one is, I'd probably make that switch. Led Zeppelin one's almost the album that everybody probably had as number six, <laughs> or if they didn't have it in their top five. I did. I did. It was next up for me. It was yes. close. So the mm. pivot. So the pivot table was not was was updated, but the sorted list was not. And so, yep, Violent Femmes is in there. I thought Jimi Hendrix was in there too. So yeah, you got six with two, but I think that's an easy, I hate to say it, I think it's an easy boot of Violent, violent Femmes. I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry, Juan. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I love that it's on there. I do too. What about Big Country? That's a great album. That's a good album. Or Stray, Stray Cats. All right, now we're getting. Now we're just going off the rails. Now we're just, being <laughs> now we're just going off the rails. To me, when I look at the significance of appetite, is undeniable. The significance of are you experienced mm-hmm. is undeniable. Ten Van Halen one, and then uh, Murmur as well. So I think that to me is a pretty five. solid list. Yeah. yeah. Are we ranking them or just saying that's it? Do we need to put a one, two, three, four, five? I don't think we have to. I don't think we had to put a one, two, three, four, five. But I will say now that Jimi Hendrix is in the mix, the Jimi Hendrix experience goes all the way to the top. So it would be Jimi Hendrix, Van Halen, Guns and Roses. I know that sounds. <laughs> let's let's be honest. It's Jimi freaking Hendrix, and he's number one. Thanks to everybody for listening in. We really appreciate it. Visit us on any kind of social media. Like we said, whatever the platform calls for, leave a review, a like, a follow, whatever you need to do. Give us any kind of suggestions, comments. Let us know what you think. Share us with a friend. You know, all that stuff helps us move up the rankings. Appreciate that. And look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Thanks so much. Take care. Take it easy.